Welcome to the sermon podcast of Faith Lutheran Church in Oregon, Wisconsin, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ crucified and the promises of God that our faith clings to. For more information, visit us online at faithlutheranoregon.com. Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth. Your word, Jesus, is the truth. Amen. Luke 2, especially the account of the angels appearing to the shepherds, is probably the most recognizable story for us from Scripture. Many of us could quote it verbatim, either having memorized it uh, when we were children in uh, Christmas programs or or hearing Linus uh, say it on TV. It's, it's become so common to us, but, but at the same time, it's completely foreign to us, isn't it? There's nothing relatable about it. We don't herd sheep on hillsides uh, in a little tiny town in, in, in the Middle East. And most of us don't have barns. Uh, and we definitely don't give birth in them. Uh, but really, isn't our, our modern Christmas that, that used to be so familiar to us now foreign too? Not every Christmas of, Christmas of ours is, is like the glorious Christmases of old as, as the hymn or the songs on the radio uh, so often remind us uh, how quickly some things can change. A whole new world opened to us this year that none of us could have imagined or predicted and not in a good way. We have been made aware of things this year, terrible things that we had no idea of before. But is this not the experience of the shepherds? Just an hour before the angels appeared, what do you think the shepherds were thinking? You know, it's just a normal night like any other night. They're, they're probably talking about which, which sheep are, are, are acting especially dumb tonight. Uh, maybe they're worried about, about animals or robbers, but... But otherwise, it's just a normal night. And then suddenly, everything changes. They are terrified, absolutely terrified, shaken to their bones, terrified. They suddenly are aware of things they had no idea of before, nor did they ever want to know. Namely, that not only are angels real, but that they are so holy and pure that they make everything else suddenly look dark and evil in comparison. See, the shepherds are afraid of what has been exposed by the angels. Not just of the angels themselves, but what the angels have exposed. The angels have exposed that they are living in a world that is surrounded by darkness and death, including even inside of them. It's like if you were in a dark room and you can't really see what's there. You're not really afraid. Maybe you're a little afraid of the dark, but, but not really. But if a candle's lit and it reveals an escaped convict in the room with you, now you're terrified. That danger has always been there. He's always been there. You just didn't know it. Or, or perhaps you were, you were more afraid of other things that really couldn't hurt you. Darkness as such can't hurt you. Consider the example of Daniel from the Old Testament. Daniel was not afraid in the lion's den, even with all the lions there, until an angel appeared to him, and he was terrified. 
only when you are confronted by something uh, perfect and holy do you realize what awful state you actually are in. And we don't have to see an angel because this is what God's perfect law does for all of us. So the message that the angels, uh, of the angels, that this God has come to earth, that they brought to the shepherds, naturally would be terrifying. I don't want this God to come to earth. I don't want this God to appear. This God who, who expresses uh, how awful and in what state I'm actually in, go back to where you came from. See, we want the light, but just a little light. Just enough to make us forget about our awful state. We want that, that, that cozy, nice, unoffensive, modern Christmas. But again, it's, it's meaningless. The light of Christmas is meaningless if we don't first recognize our darkness that made it necessary. But what do the angels say to those terrified shepherds? Yes, I said, do not be afraid, for there is born to you a Savior. But what does a Savior look like? You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. God has chosen to not come in all his perfection and glory. He has chosen not to terrify the shepherds. Rather, God has come as one of them. In fact, below them. God has come down to their level, or even below. God has come down to our level. God has taken on our form, the form of a man, even the form of a slave. He has stooped down below any of us so that no one can be afraid. He's wrapped in rags. He's lying in a feeding trough for animals. The barn reeks with the smell of animals and, and probably this baby. This God has not come to terrify, but to comfort, to bring peace. And really, this, this is the greatest glory that couldn't be seen, at least visibly. Jesus is the fullness of God clothed in humanity, in humility. He is all the righteousness of God clothed in humility. The glory of the entire company of angels is nothing compared to this baby. Because this means that, that everything in me that has been exposed by God's perfect law, everything that makes me humble, will be clothed with the righteousness and glory of God. Now those who have closed their eyes to the glory of God and refuse to acknowledge their distress but, but are, are satisfied with, with worldly comforts, for them, the, the words of the angels, fear not, are empty. They're meaningless. And, and God in a manger is nothing but, uh, but at best cute and, and at worst offensive. But for the frightened, for the troubled, for the anxious conscience, for the sick and the grieving soul, the depressed, for hearts weighed down and depressed over their sin and over their guilt, for them, for us, the words fear not are the most wonderful words ever spoken 
and the humble form of God in a manger is the most glorious sight ever seen. Because when you see God like this, in humility, suddenly the words fear not are real. God didn't need to ask us about our sin or our fears or our troubles. He already knows. That's why he's come. He chose to come into this world even though it was full of darkness. God chose to come into your flesh and mine even though it was full of evil and he chose to do it by sharing your flesh. God was not ashamed of you. You are the most precious and valuable child of God, which is why he came. Consider this. When God created mankind with Adam and Eve, mankind could not be made before God had formed the clay. But then sin ruined it and subjected our bodies to, to death and decay, to return to the, to the dust. But in Mary... God chooses our flesh, our, our deca decaying and dying clay, to be the garment of its maker. In, in so doing, all of humanity is glorified in the incarnation of Jesus. This is how much God values you. He wants to remove your fears, so he tells you to fear, love, and trust in him. He has used your flesh for his garment and gives you his flesh for yours, your righteous garment. So put aside your fears. Put aside the burden of guilt and sorrow over what you can see and fix your eyes on things not seen but unseen. For hidden within the swaddling cloths on the hay lies the hope of all the earth. And, and this word is still near you. In the words spoken into your ears and onto your heart, on your lips, in your mouth, in wafer and wine, and in the font of water. It's here that you can see what kind of God you have. And what kind of God has come to earth? You have a God who has chosen the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to do away with the things that are. The weakness of God is stronger than men, stronger than anything that this world can, can throw at us, stronger than COVID, stronger than sin, stronger than guilt, stronger than death. God chose reveal this as a babe in rags to shepherds. Whatever this year has revealed to you, whether it's revealed a, a sickness in you that you didn't know you had, or weakness in you, or, or fear, uh, or your sin, Christ has come in humility and lowliness to bring you peace, to bear your sickness, to share your weakness, to, to relieve your fear, to cover all your sin. God has brought you a peace and a joy that this world didn't know it needed, indeed couldn't know anything of. 
because it's a heavenly peace and joy. It had to be revealed by a baby in a manger. Merry Christmas. In Jesus' name, amen.